of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the pandemic show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the pandemic show on social media. Good day. And welcome to the Pandemic Show. Thank you for joining us as we transcend time and space to go to Minneapolis, Minnesota to talk to kids, comedy, disco, duo, dance, pop, hip hop, synth pop, sensations, Neil and Brian from Cuckoo Kangaroo. Hey guys, thank you so much for joining us today on the Pandemic Show. Dave, Dave, great. What an intro. We've never been introduced so wonderfully. Well, Brian, I have a hard time believing that. And thank you, Brian and Neil, for sharing your story here with us today. Stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. No one's alone on the pandemic show. Now, Brian and Neil, I'm not a big fan of exercise, but I have over the past five to 10 years been doing some guided physical activity with your program with Cuckoo Kangaroos. All right. We we would think nothing less. We we expect nothing less from uh, such a high quality program here. And uh, the people of the pandemic, they deserve it. They deserve uh, the best of the best. So we're we're happy that you had us on your show here today. Thanks, Neil. So Brian and Neil, can you tell us, the people of the pandemic, what was life like being in the superstar art project Cuckoo Kangaroo before the pandemic struck? Well, we were two guys we're, we're small business owners it's just us we do all the things we answer all the emails we send out all the merch we make our own website we we have friends that help us with with making our songs and making our videos but uh, we keep it all in house we've been a band for this our 13th year we usually are playing like you know what are we playing 150 shows 120 shows yeah. a year Playing a lot of shows, getting on the road. That's uh, that's a very big part of what we do. You know, you're talking about the videos, but um, you know, that's that's one arm, and then the other big arm is is touring. So yeah, that that's what we were getting up to a lot of. You were on the road 150 plus days a year, spreading joy, kindness, creativity. Was it mainly North America? Yep, we did. Uh, we did do. Uh, we've done five UK tours. But over there, it's kind of like early days in uh, the U.S. It's uh, you kind of have to break into the bar market until you find enough promoters that are like, hey, you can we'll put I love this. My kids like it. Let's put on a kid's show. More of a small stakes kid show because is like people do watch us, but we're not like the Wiggles or Peppa the Pig. We've done UK. We've done Canada. We love playing in Canada and then the U.S. all the time. When I was doing my research, I was trying to do a deep dive into the history of your disco duo, your dance pop, hip hop, synth pop sensation. And I saw that Nardwar, the human serviette, one of the greatest interviewers in the history of the universe from BC, Canada, he follows you on Twitter. And I knew I was talking to to a big group when I saw that Nardwar, the human serviettes, following you. Now, have you ever done an interview with Nardwar, the human serviette? 
No, not yet. We uh, were huge Nardwar fans. And yeah, I'm not sure when he started following us. I remember, I think we've played one or two shows in, in uh, Vancouver. And I think it was one of the first times I just like sent him a tweet saying, hey, we're in town. Can you come to the show? You know, can you make it? And he couldn't. But I think he replied back being like, hey, you guys look great or we should play together because he has a band that plays all ages shows too and, and stuff. And we've been watching his videos for a long time. We, we we saw him in the airport in Austin, Texas one year in South by Southwest time. So that was cool. Didn't say anything, just like saw him and was like, all right, there he is. There's Narduar. So we never met him and it would be a dream to be interviewed by him. And, you know, I feel like it would be a lot like this interview, right? Where, uh, you know, there's a lot of energy and uh, I feel like, yeah, you're a, you're a Nardwar type of guy. I, I like it. Heavily, heavily inspired by Nardwar. Shout out, shout out Nardwar. One of the greatest interviewers in the universe. One of the things that I've learned from Nardwar is to do your research. Yes, he goes deep. That's what he's known for. He doesn't just dip his toe in. He does a deep dive. Mm. You guys have done a lot of tours also with music festivals. Can you can you tell us a little bit about that before in before times? Yeah, you know, we are a uh, we're a band for everybody. We like to say we didn't we didn't start out as Cuckoo Kangaroo to be specifically a kids band, but that's where things went. And we just kept saying yes to shows. And it was a cool way to sort of differentiate ourselves um, from the rest of the bands out there. Because we're in the kids world, it's kind of fun because we get um, kind of set up to be like first on as the like as the band on a, like a local festival or something like that as like the more family friendly act. But, uh, you know, so we get a lot of things like that. But then, you know, there's also a big trend of we played the Austin City Limits on the Austin Kitty Limits stage <laughs> uh, down in Austin, Texas in 2019. And, you know, they have a similar situation in Lollapalooza and everything like that. So. You know, the family market of things uh, definitely has, has branched out to some of the bigger festivals. And then, yeah, even regionally or locally, you still have these festivals and, and these events, that block parties and stuff like that. Or they want they don't want to limit their audience that much, you know, so they try and have a wide range of things and um, have some different different acts or different events or activities at these types of events that appeal to kids or to families as well. So. That's usually when we get asked to play, and, and, and that's plenty of fun. Uh, speaking of specifically Canada, we've had a lot of success going up there and doing that. We really like how in Canada they have the folk fests. The folk festivals are a big thing. Oh, that we played the Winnipeg Folk Fest, played the kids yeah. there. Yeah, we did Winnipeg, but we hear there's kind of one in all the different provinces and stuff. So we, we kind of want to try and keep making that circuit because that's, again, just like kind of the perfect situation for us where, you know, there's a lot of kids involved, there's a lot of families. Yeah, that's generally what we get booked to play, and it's a fun way to – potentially get some uh, eyeballs and have some people hear you who don't even know who you are. You know, they're just they're just there for the first for the headliner or their whatever it might be. But, uh, you know, that that's kind of the cool thing about festivals is like a lot of people, a lot of acts. And hopefully you can get some new some new fans along the way. You were talking about traveling. Were you talking about the Warp Tour? I think that's the one when I was doing my Nardwar deep dive. I saw that you were on the Warp Tour. You guys are from Minneapolis, Minnesota and your state and my province they touch connected geographically although we are divided by a national border and we have different national cultures but it feels a lot of solidarity talking to people south of the border our brothers uh and sisters down in the united states we've been thinking about you but how did life change 13 14 months ago from being out on the big tours in front of hundreds thousands of people touching the lives of so many people being such positive influences on every generation and then the pandemic dun 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 what boom what happened boom. it moved pretty quick on people just we were i think we were scheduled to play in march a lot of regional midwest that's like uh central north 
what we call in America, the Midwest of America. We had a lot of little things planned and they just like slowly were like delay, delay, cancel, cancel. Some people like push back. Sometimes we had to call it. We didn't have a big tour on the ropes like for April. We were planning stuff for a little bit later. So we were fortunate, very fortunate in that case. Like a lot of bands, our friends' bands, like it had stuff or even our, like we have a booking agency now. Like we, we booked ourselves for so many years and we have two guys that, and a whole group that take care of us in that, in that way. But a lot of people just pushed and pushed. They like rescheduled their tour like six times and then finally they canned it. Now they're planning something for like 2022 or beyond now. But I was like, right when it first hit after a couple of weeks, I was like, I'm going to get a job at a coffee shop. And then Neil and I had a talk and Neil's like, no, we're going to do this. Come on. We can think of some ideas. You couldn't do your live shows, 150 plus shows a year. You already had a strong internet presence. I watched live in Brian's garage, March 28th, 2020. You did the hits like get your body moving, wobbly man, all I eat is pizza, hot sauce, milkshake, dino stomp, which I think has like over 25 million views on YouTube. (laughs) and awesome rainbow just to name a few was that really the 28th wow that is wild to hear the date on that yeah it's been over a year since (laughs) not just the pandemic hit but since we finally got around to like figuring out what we were going to do for like a show like that yeah i really felt dave that in dave i felt that neil and i we were like doing that first virtual show that's two weeks after i said like hey i gave up after two weeks i probably gave up after a couple of days and i was like this is over <laughs> like neil didn't you feel like that was like we were doing like pretty late on doing a virtual show yeah because right away there was all these artists who were hopping on whether it be you know instagram live or you know youtube live or just just somehow getting out there to be able to like play acoustically or you know hey chip in a few bucks here and get a digital ticket to the show or whatever i feel like that was like the first thing that kind of bands and artists that we knew of like responded to the pandemic by doing that and so we were kind of in the same boat of like all right we, we you know we love doing shows this is how we make money like what can we do? We just decided to, to give it a shot and, and jump in the garage and, and just stream it because it was just, I don't know, we kind of had a little bit of example of just like other bands doing it and it seemed fun. We just went for it and then we just repeated that two other times and kept it going. And at the time it was just so hard because everybody was really, you know, still figuring out, still navigating what the pandemic would be. Everybody was like, if you put out stuff, you put out content, everybody kind of had to readjust and refigure out what the new situation was. It just seemed like, okay, this is, let's just try this. Let's see how it goes. And I don't think we thought it would be like a big moneymaker. And the first one, we made a little bit of money. We did like a tip jar type thing, digital tip jar. And we sold a lot of merch that day and stuff like that. Yeah, fans definitely hooked us up. And stepped up but i feel like that was also that was kind of the vibe all around it was just like everybody was feeling it so everybody was also like willing to help out in these ways and, and go above and beyond for other people or especially artists you know everybody was kind of out of work for a while there potentially and so but especially like independent artists like us like we don't have a record label we don't have a lot of like help behind us so i think people understand that and um they were willing to pitch in in, in those kind of ways that was helpful right away to kind of have that as like a co- as like a thing of like, all right we're gonna work towards this and then we just kind of kept going from there and figuring out other ways um, that we could, um, you know, either make money or just get our, keep our name out there so we didn't have to, like, disappear for an entire year or something like that. It's my understanding that Cuckoo Kangaroo and your shows have helped a lot of people, a lot of families 
get through this. And in March, there was a lot of uncertainty everywhere about what was going on. I know that the United States took a bit of a different approach than Canada. The world. Yeah, moving through this situation. But it was great to see that online community being there in terms of the pandemic pivot. You guys have also released some pandemic-inspired songs like Face Mask. Yeah, just that one. And just like the live virtual shows were like our fans like pushing us being like, hey, guys, why aren't you doing this? Come on, you got to do this. And we're like, like, we the we, fans need you, Cuckoo Kangaroo. We need you. We yeah. need your content to get us through the isolation of the pandemic. Totally. And we did them live. And and um, just like Dave, like you do this show, you're like, I don't want any external things. I just want to record it. I want it to be raw. I want it to be real. That's like with us, we were waiting to be like, all oh, these people have this professional sound equipment and all these like mixing things and nice cameras. And we were like, nah, turn the lights on the garage. And I think uh, my phone gets enough service to do it live. And that's it. And just played off the speakers. And we kind of like things a little raw and a little around the rough around the edges. So once we kind of like jumped through that first barrier, we were off and going. Then same thing with the face mask video. We've never done PSAs. Like people say because we're a kids group they're like you're educational but we're not we just try to make ridiculous songs that are danceable that's it we just like to we like to party and we are very serious about being silly and weird this was our first like real you got to do this and because and people are like you need to make a face mask song like from the get-go actually i feel like take that back face mask came in like a month later right it was all washing hands first and then face mask came in and we were kind of banging our heads against the wall like man i know we need to do this we both know we need to do this but like how do we do this in a way that is like cuckoo kangaroo right it's not heavy-handed how can you make fun of something Because that's what we like to do. We like to think of an idea and how can you like kind of poke at it a little bit, right? How can you poke at this very sensitive subject? Keep it light, not too serious, do a lot of gross motor activities, maybe even come up with some catchy rhyming words. Rhymes, yeah. And so we really, Neil and I, the like first time, like we were together a couple times, we quarantined to be together. We did those like shows and then we paused And then we took that really seriously and we quarantined to get together to like shoot a couple more videos. And we like took a picture with our face masks on, like wearing a face mask just to be like, okay, this will satisfy people. They can show this to their kids. Look, cuckoo kangaroos are in a face mask. Thought that'd be done. Neil put up like some copy, like singing to our fanny pack song. And then that did not satisfy everybody. They're like, no, you still need to make a song in a video. But Neil had figured it out. Then he wrote some lyrics and our friend Kenny and Ben, who do a lot of our most of our videos, they made a face mask video and got a bunch of friends to be in it and put that out. Neil, have you felt that the pandemic is an everlasting slumber party? <laughs> oh my gosh. I had not thought about it in those terms, but yeah, in a lot of ways it is, right? It's everlasting slumber party without without the friends coming over to your place. That's that's really the thing. It's a everlasting family slumber party where you're all there together and then when you wake up you can't go anywhere you have to do school in the house all that stuff and yeah we can't can't see your friends can't do normal things so it's pretty it's kind of a bummer though so i hope the ever the the real everlasting slumber party is a little bit more fun than the the quarantine 
version of it all. I think that's true. But yeah, jumping off what Brian was saying about face masks, face masks too. It was just like we didn't want to like write a whole new song about face masks. It was cool to kind of come up with the idea of parroting our own song, Fanny Pack. So if you don't know about us, we have a song called Fanny Pack that we released in like 2013, and we made the face mask song with the same beat, and we just rewrote the lyrics and re-recorded it as face mask because the chorus is, "I look good when I wear a face mask. You look good when you wear a face mask. We look good when we wear a face mask. So let's wear a face mask." It promoted the idea of like you look good when you wear this thing and we just kind of got to parody our own song and rewrite our own song and do it that way so it really was kind of the the perfect situation in that kind of way so we're, we're really happy with how it turned out in the video and everything and it's still relevant to this day still even though things are getting better people are getting vaccines cases are going down still going to wear a face mask still got to do that probably gonna have to do that for a while so to help normalize that for kids who you know might be uncomfortable it's annoying it's harder for them to understand why they need to wear a face mask hopefully we can help out just a little bit with that by having this silly video and the, and the song and stuff are you hearing a lot from your fans about how you're helping them, the people of the pandemic, with your continued production of dance pop, hip hop, synth pop? <laughs> creations all that yes we we have been and it's really been the silver lining for us in the pandemic has been that more people are finding out about us because as you know the dance long videos get played in elementary primary schools all the time uh, the issue is uh the kids don't ever tell their parents uh, necessarily about what they're watching or hey the band is called cuckoo kangaroo they just say oh it's you know it's dino stomp or you know it's hot sauce or whatever but the idea of like oh no we are an actual band we're an entity outside of all this stuff and we do tours and there's merch and you know we have social media accounts and stuff like that the fact that all this school now is at home the families are are sort of understanding this a little bit more and just the idea of like again hey your house is now becoming uh, your workplace uh, where you live and it's, it's your schoolhouse you know the fact that there's just way more dance alongs and that kind of thing going on you know on youtube but instead of it being in front of a classroom it's in your living room and on your big screen we're getting a lot more fans that way and a lot more views and stuff like that and i hope it's helping people because again, you got to just keep your kids busy while you're on your work Zoom and while someone else is preparing dinner. Instead of it being like a brain break for school, it's like a home break or, hey, watch this and get some active uh, movement going on here too. So it's uh, it's terrible of, of what's happened overall, but uh, we're happy that we could provide some entertainment and some different types of content that can help families or whoever you are kind of get through this time together. I know I've been much more sedimentary. To have Cuckoo Kangaroo, an interactive gross motor skill, fun activity. It's the closest I've gotten to the club since February 2020 when I saw my last live show, Wolf Moon Tide in downtown Kitchener. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. We're, we're glad to provide that and we hope we make it easy. Like I said, it's most popular with kids and schools and stuff, but anybody can do it. And especially if you're kind of a novice or, you know, you don't get that much uh, workout or whatever it's just easy you know it's like three minutes at a time and you can pick how long you go and the moves are really simple it's nothing crazy it's nothing fancy but it's better than just sitting on your butt all day you're actually getting up you're actually getting that heart rate moving potentially so yes we love that and uh, we can't wait until uh, we're back out there doing shows because that's part of the live show too it's not a sit-down show right it's uh it's like the dance alongs where you stand up and you dance along with us and you yell this yell the words back and forth with us and that kind of thing for the people who've only experienced us in video formats we're hoping this summer and into the fall and early 22 we'll be back out on the road and hopefully more people can come see us live and see what it's all about in person the full experience you asked about notes david we got some really nice notes and have every once in a while sometimes we get notes and they're usually always like giving us a compliment and then asking us for something like asking us to do something i'm cool with those like i get it 
you're on there. You're going to reach out. You're going to ask for a little thing. But we have been getting a couple that are just like just props. One of the most challenging things I think everyone would agree is the social isolation, not being able to gather. You mentioned that you're looking forward to going back out on the road. And I've got two words for that day. Whoopity whoop. You think it will be next year? 2022? Yeah, yeah, I think so. We're already getting books for outdoor shows this summer, later in the summer, like July, August. A couple handful here and there, outdoor stuff only. Just from what we know from our booking agents and just kind of following the music scene, I mean, a lot of acts are announcing shows for next spring, but we're going to look to be doing something in early 22, do some weekend shows and that kind of thing. But with this whole year, it's it's really hard to predict out too far. You want to be careful that you don't look too far ahead and then things change and you can't go back or whatever. It's still an evolving situation, but it just seems like that's where things are going. And we're hoping that everyone uh, can get vaccinated. And again, yeah, you might have to wear a mask to the show, but hopefully it can be indoors and enough folks will be vaccinated and all this stuff. So I guess it's, it is kind of wishful thinking, but just from sort of what we know from the industry and what some of our friends are doing. And again, what we're hearing from our booking agents, I really do think, yeah, late 21, early 22. I, again, I, I do podcasts about the NBA, about Minnesota basketball and they're the, the Timberwolves, our, our local team here is already kind of, they're planning for next fall when the new season opens to have full, full arena, full of people. So same boat though. They're like, that's what it seems like now, but we'll see what it is in a few months here, but they're planning for that. So I think that's where things are going. So we just have to be hopeful and just keep a positive attitude about it and and hope that everybody does the right thing and stays safe and uh, gets vaccinated and we can be on our way to that sooner than later. When things settle down and it's safe to gather, I um, I challenge you to a game of pickup. Oh, okay. You have to get somebody else who can play two on two. You know, Brian and I versus uh, you and get somebody bad. Yeah, you have to find a ringer. Find to find somebody maybe who's uh, I don't know. I feel like you probably have some skills. You Thank know, you. It, but you might have to uh, find one more to be able to take down Brian and I. Because I don't know if you know this, we're very tall individuals. We're both about six foot four, so we're very tall. We're gonna get all the rebounds, and uh, so, so stack up, and, and we'll go two on two next time we're in Canada. Dave's probably like six five. Yeah, you're six five or six six, right, Dave? Um, yep. Yeah, yeah, I am. And I'm looking forward just to the fun of the game. Right. Uh, We don't even have to, we don't even have to keep score. Yeah. Uh, You can get some, you can get some rebounds. I mean, after it goes through the net, I don't think it's called a rebound, but you can get that one too. Yeah, that stuff uh, hasn't really changed, uh, but the kind of bigger thing that, that has changed in the way we have been speaking to our fans is we've been um, selling video shout outs. Um, so they're not available right now, but that was another thing that we did again to kind of, you know, off- offset, yeah, pivot and offset the, you know, losses that we were taking for not doing live shows, you know, so we on our website, on our merch store, you could buy a shout out from us and Brian and I would get on Zoom and record it, record the video and stuff. And we would do like a little two minute clip where we could say happy birthday to you or uh, congratulate you on achievement or something like that. And then we were on the app Cameo, which is the same thing. But in that way, we kind of were getting in a different way because we went, we probably wouldn't have done that had it not been for, for, for the pandemic. That was kind of the biggest pivot we did make was to switch over to trying to make some money that way. And hey, that's uh, it's not necessarily it's not face to face, but it is a very kind of one to one kind of connection you know, personalized videos just for you that we wouldn't have done. And so I think a lot of people really like that and they're fun to make. And and so I guess in a weird way, we, we did get to kind of, you know, be in front of people in a different kind of way. It wasn't just up, up on stage or anything like that. But, you know, the emails and social media, all that's kind of really stayed the same. Brian does a lot of the email and then anybody can send us an email and we'll answer it and stuff like that. So that part hasn't hasn't changed, but we did have to make the pivot or did choose to make the pivot. And it turned out really well. It was really fun to do. And lots of people jumped at it. Just as you've probably 
probably spoken to on all your episodes. People just had to come up with new stuff. You know, necessity is the mother of inventions. That's how we uh, rolled here with uh, with the shout outs. I'm burned out of shout outs though, Dave. Burned out. <laughs> yeah, they're not available right now, but maybe again in the summer we'll open them up or something like that. You guys now, you have a new album coming out, Slow Clap. You've released a couple of tracks so far, Sticky Icky, Lemonade. You're releasing Slow Clap online. How are you going to try to support the album not being able to go out and do 150 plus shows a year? Well, that that kind of plays into maybe your earlier question about like, what did we do? We normally would make like, we've made an insane amount of albums and songs. Normally we're like, hey, we're going to make an album and we're going to make 20 videos for it that we like, we put out like 20 to 25 videos a year, which is, I don't know, it's, it's, I know some YouTube people do all kinds of stuff, but I don't know. That's a lot for most bands, right? We didn't have anything really in the can. And normally we just make an album and we like put it up the next day, just release. Maybe we wait two weeks. And even though we were doing shows and face masks kind of came later in the summer for me, I, I guess Neil can maybe speak to that, but I got, I have two kids and we didn't really know what was going to go on. We didn't know if this was going to exist anymore. We didn't know how long it's going to go on and just kind of like, whoa, the whoa, 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 press pause, press pause. The pandemic put cuckoo kangaroo in a situation where Brian and Neil, the cuckoo kangarooers, didn't know if cuckoo kangaroo was going to continue to cuckoo kangaroo. We, I mean, we kind of, you assume, but you don't know in which capacity, right? The unknown future and just maybe like people, you know, not taking it as seriously as you are and political climate and just America and stuff like that. And I don't know I got, I got into like a dark space, you know, I, I wasn't working out. I was, there wasn't childcare, weren't on the road all the time, weren't moving. I got dark there. I got, I got into a very uh, intense depressive hole. So, which I'm thankfully now through my family and wife and Neil and everybody like out of, yeah, we decided to start working on a record. We kind of were working on it before the pandemic hit, but we just dove in pretty hot. We made it, made something we loved, finished it, sat on it worked on it like we've never really the slow clap is the like we've we finished recording we tracked like so i'm in my basement and so we just recorded here in my basement and sent it off and did everything kind of remote and then we made a ton of videos for it we've of the two things we've we've released two singles but then you know we had a, a real video i mean a music video and then a dance along video like using classroom and stuff like that so that's our first time doing like a back-to-back -back and we took our time with it you know we pressed vinyl that takes a long time and because there wasn't anything to like promote it for right a tour things like that so and it's a summary album so but that album making that album was like our fun rudder you know what i mean when it's like like you're reading twitter and the news and stuff like that and you're like and everything's on fire all right let's go let's go write a song about uh composting worms you know what i mean it was so great you know that was it was my connection to neil like i didn't really see a lot of people and it kept us really talking a ton and I was really appreciative and thankful for that. Thank you so much for sharing that personal, that personal information with us. And that's something that you see people talking about is how hard the pandemic was, especially at the beginning when there was so much uncertainty. And then I know nothing really happened on the pandemic show in November because it was such a tumultuous time in North America, it seems like things started to feel better after we got through November and things really started to, to pick up. There's been a lot of people experiencing the pandemic blues. I know myself, I have as well. I can't thank Cuckoo Kangaroo enough, but I know I'm not the only one that your dance pop, hip hop, synth pop, comedy disco duo has been there for me in my bubble. I'm excited that you guys are moving forward with your music because it's important to those of us in your fan base 
it's interesting to hear from you, you two, the creators that the, the you know, the pandemic has been tough on all of us. And it's going to be so exciting when we can gather together worry free. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, pandemic obviously touches all and that's, that's what makes it so just so unique and such a you know, massive world event that, you know, we, Brian and I, we're, we're 35, you know, and, and so we didn't really, we didn't experience some of the more, you know, if you, older people remember some big wars and other things that kind of rocked the whole world. But, you know, for us, I just feel like this is going to be like the main thing that like a lot of people in the world, like tell their kids about it, or their grandkids about it. it was just like, or they ask you about it, like, oh, what was it like in this time? Because no matter where you were in the whole world, no matter what your job was, no matter how much money you make or whatever the things are, like, this thing affected you. That's going to, that's going to be around for a long time. But yeah, I mean, we, you know, for us, just like making this, making the stuff was definitely an escape for us in a way to, you know, have a little bit of normalcy in such a strange time because us making songs, us, you know, planning social media posts, you know, coming up with promotions, coming up with, you know, silly things to do, videos, whatever it might be, that's normal for us. You know, yeah, sure, we didn't get to be out on the road, but, you know, there still was a lot of normalcy and just like the, you know, just being creative together and making songs and making videos and all that. So it's a little selfish or whatever, but we know we, it's nice that people really loved that, love the output that we're putting out there and that we can make people smile. I, I love that that exists. But for us, we're just trying to, you know, again, just just have fun amongst each other and try to make each other laugh. And, and if we're doing that, then we know the rest will handle itself. It was kind of just like something for us too to be like, all right, we have this project, we have this album, we're making these videos for this thing. And it really just kept us on track. And again, you know, we've been a band for 13 years now and we've always just strived to just keep existing. You know, so many bands hit a hard, hit a hard patch or yeah, someone has a kid or someone leaves or whatever, and then that's it. You know, they hang it all up. And so for us, even in the tough times it's just about keeping going you don't have to have like the same amount of output you don't have to do the same amount of shows like things can change change is inevitable but to be able to keep going and not to step away not to go away or you know kind of go without you know for us we're just trying to keep everything on the rails you know who knows what direction they're going but uh, you know at least it's on the rails that was what was really important for us too is just keep existing keep creating something even if it's not going to come out for a while it was kind of weird like brian said to be creating something that wouldn't see the light of day for eight months six months that's kind of weird for us to do but it was all for the best and like we said now it's released or it's going to be released on may 21st the singles are coming out now and it's just going to be good because there's more of a uh, vibe of positivity i think in the world right now like you said things were so dark in the fall and around the election and just just being right in the thick of the pandemic with the cases numbers going up and all that and now things are going the opposite way and uh, case numbers are going down and more folks are getting vaccinated and all this good news so i think it's a better time for a band like us to put out a record it's all just like fun and ridiculous stuff you know we have kind of a little bit better of a stage as far as the world goes to be able to put out something like that we're glad we waited for for a number of reasons and it really just helped brian and i get through this whole thing together together we're going to get through this and together we're going to come out of it some people think that the pandemic is an opportunity for us to really do a rethink of not just ourselves personally and our own wellness but also our communities our provinces our states our our countries are you guys optimistic that we are going to learn we are going to learn about some of the structural inequalities that are in our societies and address them collectively to move forward into the roaring 20s. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've definitely seen that in so many different ways. I think it's like you said, just this this big change that, uh, and this big, huge thing that everyone's experiencing is just like a good time just for all right, we're already going through all this stuff. 
let's, this is a perfect time to fix a couple things that whether it's on a societal level or race relations or just anything like that, you know, it's just, it's, it's empowering people, I think, to step forward in a different kind of way that they wouldn't have in the, in, in the past because they, they were maybe worried about rocking the boat or whatever. And it's like, well, the boat's been capsized folks. So let's go with this stuff, you know? So I definitely think that, and even just on a small level, as far as like businesses and stuff, I mean, again, I follow the NBA really closely and I'm also a big Disney parks fan and both of those companies, both those businesses have, have both said the exact same thing of like, this sucks, but we're going to use this time to rethink a lot of things that we were afraid to touch in the past. And so I think that is going to kind of be a way that everybody ex exists from here on out. And I think the other big thing kind of tangentially around that is that I think just people are just going to come out of this and have a more, you know, they're going to be, you know, they're going to appreciate things on a whole new level. I think that's the biggest thing is because we took so much for granted just being around other people, obviously. I mean, that's not to put anybody down. I mean, why wouldn't you take for granted just like being on a bus or just like being indoors with another person, you know, like, but now we have, and it's like, when that all comes back, I think we're just going to appreciate that so much more and getting more specifically into us. Like, I think like being able to do shows and people being able to come to shows, people are just going to have a better time because it's like, wow, I remember when I couldn't do this for a whole year. So I think there's going to be this rubber band effect where when things come back around, you're really going to see people being super happy and super just more like appreciative of those things and be able to kind of smell the roses a little bit more because you know we didn't have those roses for for a long time so that's kind of the biggest change i think people are going to have like more on an individual level is the appreciation for quote unquote normal life where it's like well wait a minute i just experienced something where this normal life was taken away from me so hey even if i have uh, bummer things in my life or whatever's not working out like i still gotta appreciate that i get to do all these other things and and just have a better perspective about just being alive and just being around because uh, things were so topsy-turvy there for a whole year yeah, Neil, I think you make a really good point. I'm just grateful and thankful. And I hope that we as a human race move forward and walk gently on the earth. So guys, I can't thank you enough. This has just been really powerful conversation for me. And I really appreciate your time. Uh, transcending time and space to Minneapolis, Minnesota isn't something I thought I would do, but I guess it's just one of the perks of being on the pandemic show. That's right. And hey, we're just uh, we're like a quick six hour drive from Winnipeg. So next time you uh, do well, the first time you find yourself in Winnipeg, I suppose, uh, you know, just come on down, just come on down to the border and uh, drive on down. Maybe we'll meet you halfway. We can hang out. We can play that game of two on two. He's and come on up. He's come yeah. on up and over. He's and no one's alone on the pandemic show. Thank you for sharing your story of being cuckoo kangaroo stories of the pandemic. For the people of the pandemic. Bye, everybody. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for listening to The Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing The Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the pandemic show.